Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever episode of Mind the Gap. Today is Monday, November 22nd, and we have a great episode for you. We're going to start with a fan favorite segment, Best of the Internet, and then we will roll into a Week 11 NFL recap and whatever else we feel like discussing. So with that said, let's go. And welcome back, everyone. As we mentioned, this is the first official episode of Mind the Gap. So we thought that it would be smart to introduce ourselves. I'm Chris. This is my co-host, Sammy. Sammy, you have any words you want to give to the people? Well, to us, this is a uh, pretty big deal, like the first man walking on the moon, because this has been in the works for approximately seven or eight months. Uh, back in March or April of our senior year, we had a senior project. And for our senior project, we decided to do a podcast. So we started recording episodes, we started doing research, but we never released a single episode. And then we both decided to take gap years and we decided to continue the podcast. So this is the first time an episode is actually being released uh, into the world. So we're very excited. It's a big deal for us. Uh, It took about seven months and hours of recording, hours of research to finally get something out there. So hopefully this is the first of many and we're excited for this journey. We're probably going to be doing two episodes a week or so, uh, probably Mondays and Fridays. But we've been looking forward to this for a while. Uh, Hopefully this goes well and we can continue it throughout the year. Um, Besides that, I'm just excited to get this journey started. Chris, do you want to give some background information on what you're doing throughout your gap year? Absolutely. So as Sammy mentioned, we went to high school together. Uh, We both played soccer in high school. And so on my gap year, I spent the fall actually coaching middle school and high school soccer at our old school. Uh, That actually was a very fun time. JV soccer had a great season. We went 9-3-3. And there actually, I was an assistant coach, but there was one game where the head coach was missing. He had uh, a midterm he had to take. So I stepped in. I took the reins, led us to a 4-1 victory. I think the substitution patterns were fantastic by me. The tactics, incredible. So just want to put that out there. It was a great time. Since soccer season ended uh, a couple weeks ago, I've been coaching middle school basketball, also at our old high school. That's been very fun. I played much less basketball than soccer, but it's still been a great time shooting around with the boys, so that's been really fun. I've also been doing social media for an athletic organization and this podcast, which you know is going to take up a significant amount of time over the next several months as we begin to really put out episodes and do some legit you know, producing, editing, all that good stuff. Uh, and in February, I'm going to be traveling Central America for a couple months. And then, you know, the rest of the year, we'll see what happens. So, Sammy, you want to you wanna share what you're up to? Let's just put it on the record that Chris has no experience coaching basketball, nor was he ever a basketball player. So that should... That's I mean, just as false. I was no, on JV basketball in ninth grade, and I was the manager in 10th grade. I'm sorry, he was a manager in 10th grade for JV basketball. I apologize. And, I, and played in ninth grade. He also played in ninth grade. Important yeah. distinction there. I'm very intrigued to see how that goes. All right, uh, on my end, uh, well, I'm actually playing soccer. My goal is to play college soccer, so I decided to take the year and play competitively with a team down in Florida. Uh, And besides that, I'm going to work for an animal shelter in the spring. 
Uh, I'm doing the podcast throughout the year. Besides that, I'm just enjoying myself, doing things I like, and having a good time. But uh, I think this is the thing I'm most excited for throughout this year, to get this podcast going and hopefully get it some traction. Maybe it gets popular eventually. We'll see. But uh, besides that, I'm not really doing much else. I think we both have a lot of free time on our hands for this. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's why I really want to do this as well, because you're both like, we have lots of extra time. We got nothing to do this year. Let's do a podcast. Let's work on this. Okay, so back last spring when we had this podcast for Senior Initiative, one of our fan favorite segments was called Best of the Internet. Well, you may ask, how do we have a fan favorite segment if uh, it was never released anywhere? And we just think it's going to be a fan favorite segment. That's our prediction. We're anticipating people to like this segment. So That's it's not it's actually a fan favorite segment. It's just a predicted fan favorite segment. It will be a fan yes. favorite segment. So basically, Sammy and I both trawl the endless depths of the internet to find stories that we think are important and interesting and we would like to share with the broader public. And most so, of the time, these stories are not important at all. Just putting that out there. Yeah, that is absolutely correct. But still, we think we want to share them, right? So today, we both have one story. Sammy, why don't you go first? Yeah, I have the most uh, important story of them all, potentially. So as most of you probably remember, I don't even remember how long ago it was. A week, two weeks ago, the Astro World Festival in Houston, the disaster that occurred uh, with Travis Scott's concert. Uh, if you didn't hear about it, there was a massive concert in Texas where Travis Scott is from with tens of thousands of people, but it was there's was way too many people there. There was a stampede. People were trampling each other. People were suffocating. It was an absolute disaster, and tens of people died. People got trampled on, and there were also reports of people going around injecting other people with illegal drugs without their permission. So it was an absolute mess, and recently... Uh, a $750 million lawsuit was filed against Travis Scott, against the creators of the festival. So that's all, that's also very, that's all very important, obviously. But then a few days ago, even more, somehow even bigger news broke when people realized that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian started dating. And this comes shortly after uh, Kanye and Kim's divorce. So now all the attention is on to Pete and Kim. And people are seeming to forget about the whole Travis Scott, Kylie Jenner, Astroworld Festival disaster. Uh, Many people have raised some questions of whether or not Kim and Pete's relationship is actually genuine or whether they did it for the purpose of getting Travis and Kylie out of the spotlight. And I think it's actually working because a few days ago I saw a news article that apparently Travis Scott won't have to pay any lawsuits and apparently he's going to get off the hook and only the creators of the festival are going to have to face the lawsuit. So, obviously it's an odd timing for the relationship to go public. Uh, A lot of people do think that it was meant to take the spotlight off of Travis Scott and the Astral World Festival. Uh, Chris, I'd like to get your opinion on this because it is a very controversial social media subject at the moment. Yeah, I personally find that a little bit hard to believe for a variety of reasons. First of all, I'm not sure how Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson date necessarily would take attention off that specifically. I I do think that Kim Kardashian is far enough removed from Travis Scott and Kylie that I don't know if like they would have asked her to do this. Also, I think that Pete Davidson would have no 
reason to participate in this, you know, fake relationship just to take the attention off of Travis and Kylie. So I think that is where I would start. I do think that just the pure fact that Pete and Kim are even seen together is wild enough. I think that, you know, Pete Davidson is a mystifying character to me. It seems like he's dated like half the people in the world. And it's just like every celebrity wants to turn dating Pete Davidson. And I, I don't know, he's a, he's a good looking guy. He's pretty tall and he's like 6'3". Obviously he's very funny on SNL. But like, I'm not sure if I entirely see the appeal. I, I would agree with you. He's definitely, he's no Brad Pitt. That, that's what I have to say. It's odd. It is odd to me. But I would like to make it clear that Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian, I think they were known friends before this all started. So I think they did know each other. I think that makes it even more intriguing that they were friends and good friends before they started dating. So I think it's possible that since they were friends, they were like, okay, let's just get together and draw the attention away from what's going on over here. Because I think the whole family, the Jenner Kardashian family is close. I think they try to help each other. So you know what? I'm going to disagree with Chris here. I don't think the relationship is totally genuine. I don't see it lasting. I think it's a very temporary thing to kind of draw the spotlight off the whole disaster that happened in Houston. That's my opinion. I'm going to stick with that. I mean, I think it's temporary in that, like, Pete Davidson's 28 and Kardashian's, like, 43 or 42 or whatever. So I don't see them actually getting married at some point. I think that perhaps is just a, a bounce back from Kim after her divorce from Kanye, who, side note, must have been a wild husband to have, right? Like, I can't imagine being married to Kanye. Pete Davidson's a real nice, crazy. real nice bounce back from Kanye there for going well. Yeah. All right. Well, clearly we have nothing more to say about this. No, Chris, I think I think we've covered no, everything we possibly okay. can. I think let's just move on from this topic because I don't think we can talk about this any longer. All right, Chris, please start your segment. We're done with this. Okay, Sammy, so this requires a little bit of context. Uh, do you know who Dan Orlovsky is? Uh, I do not. I feel like I've heard that name before, but I cannot tell you who he is. Yeah, so Dan Orlovsky is a former NFL quarterback. He was never did anything crazy. His most well-known highlight is when he was uh, dropped back from the one-yard line, his own one-yard line, so he was in his own end zone, rolled out of the pocket to make a pass, and then ran out of the back of his own end zone. Didn't realize I've seen how that, deep he, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. So that's that's his most well-known highlight. So that's his claim to fame. So Dan Orlovsky, just out of nowhere, because he's a currently a football commentator and personality for ESPN, so he hops on some of the shows, discusses different NFL topics. Out of absolutely nowhere, he publishes this article on the uh, website allprodad.com. Here's the title. Four Ways to Avoid Temptation by Dan Orlovsky in the addiction section of this website. A few minutes later. Is this is this funny? Not really, right? Chris, what does this have anything to do with anything in the world? I just I just thought it was really funny that this guy who's an NFL former quarterback just put this out here out of nowhere, right? So like that implies that perhaps but nobody, what's like, going it, on in his life. Okay, if it was like Peyton Manning, then maybe, but nobody knows or cares about who yeah, this person is. Yeah, that actually funny. I'm going to go. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, we're, no, no, we're not cutting this. We're keeping this segment in, and this is all no, staying we're in. No, we're absolutely Yeah, we are not. definitely keeping this in. All right, everybody, Chris is uh, first. I'm doing the editing, so. Chris is first best of the internet segment. Uh, you just heard it, and this is a great preview for what he's going to bring to you guys throughout the rest of the year. Uh, I think I win today's best of the internet. It was a it was a very low bar today, uh, but I do think that I won. 
and we are going to move on to our next segment. Uh, it's not a religious all dad website segment. This one is NFL recap. Absolutely not. I'm I'm finding something else to talk about here. No, we are moving on, please. Um, let's see. Let's see. Here. I, I like how you thought that would be absolutely hilarious, and it just. I think it still would be. I just. I think that. I think it wasn't working out the way I wanted it to work I think, out. I think it just bombed, Christopher. No. Um, that's definitely. Okay, here we go. All right, everyone. Best of the internet. Here's my segment. Uh, Are we supposed to pretend like that? Ju- that didn't just happen for five yeah, minutes. Yeah, we're just moving on. Okay. I think you just threw away five minutes. Oh, oc- octopuses will have their feelings protected under UK law. Okay, actually, I know where this is going. Yeah. This comes after an independence review concluded that octopuses, crabs, and lobsters are sentient beings with the capacity to experience pain and distress. Off the bat, like, did we think that wasn't the case? Like, don't we kind of know that all animals can experience pain and distress? Well, it's an interesting question because people, like, ask us all the time, like, do fish feel pain? Like, do deer feel pain when you shoot them? Like, I feel like feeling pain and, like, knowing something hurts is different. Like, right? I guess. Certainly, just, like, my dog, for instance, like, there have been instances where he, he'll get his paw caught in a door or he'll, I mean, he's had, like, little cuts and stuff before, right? Well, yeah, like, I, I don't think people are debating, like, dogs and stuff, but I think more, like, odd animals like octopuses, people not, and fish, people aren't really sure if they feel pain or not. I, I'm pretty sure they do, but it's I would imagine they, they do, right? It, it's like whether they have, like, a big enough complex brain to understand pain, I guess. Mm, okay, that's actually interesting. I, I did not, I, I thought about that. I, I always assumed that everyone kind of realized the animals did feel pain. It's not a fact that animals feel like they obviously they, they like feel pain and they react to pain, but some people think that like their brains aren't complex enough to understand like what pain is and that it actually hurts. Okay, okay, fair. Yeah, so either way, from now on in the UK, uh, decapod crustaceans like crabs, lobsters, crayfish, and prawns. And cephalopods, like squid, octopuses, and cuttlefish. All those octopi. Is that the one about octopi? Just keep talking. I don't know. I can't tell you. No cephalopods, idea. squids, octopuses, and cuttlefish are now recognized under the Animal Welfare Bill in the UK, which means that their feelings will be protected. Uh, Dr. Jonathan Birch, a professor at the LSE Center for Philosophy and Natural and Social Science, said that... Uh, after they reviewed 300 studies, they came to the conclusion that uh, these classifications of animals uh, should be included within the scope of animal welfare law because of their sentience. So I think overall this is a win for octopus fans everywhere. Wouldn't you agree, Sammy? You need help, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this is a win for octopus and crab fans. Okay. Yeah. Let me just say that this does not come as a surprise to me. Have you seen the Netflix documentary about the octopus? I'm not. Okay, so now, Chris, this is your homework. There's a documentary on Netflix. I'm, I think it's called The Octopus Doctor or something like that. I'm not sure. But I watched it with my parents, and it actually tells the story about a man who swam in the ocean, and he met an octopus, and he kept going back every day. The octopus actually like, recognized him. Like Every time he would go out, he came to play with him, and like he would grab objects and things. It was actually He learned that octopuses are actually really, really smart animals. Uh, and they actually uh, can recognize people and they can play with people if you get to know them. So that was really interesting to watch. And I recommend you go watch that, especially since you seem so intrigued by the rights of octopus and other uh, bottom-dwelling 
fish. I, I am. That was my first best internet, and uh, that was one of them. That was not. I would like to add that that was not his first best internet, and I, I really hope he doesn't cut the first segment. It certainly will be cut. That was a great best internet segment. Uh, two great articles by Chris. Thank you for bringing those to the table. You're welcome. And I think it's now time we move on to another segment. What do you think? Yeah, so I think after this quick break, we'll be back with our NFL Week 11 recap. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. We just finished a uh, great Best the Internet segment, and now we're going to move on to NFL recap. Uh, it's Monday, which means the week is almost over, and football is something that interests both of us. So we thought that on Mondays we will usually do a NFL recap, and on Fridays we'll probably do an NFL preview. Uh, so today we're going to start off the conversation with an exhilarating Sunday night football game that just happened uh, with the Los Angeles Chargers versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, final score 41 Los Angeles, 37 Pittsburgh. Uh, so Chris, you want to start off and give a little game summary slash debrief? Yeah, it was it was an electric game. Uh, I really enjoyed watching it. It was a real shootout after some duds at the... You know, Chiefs Cowboys supposed to be a big game, kind of lame. So this was a good one. Herbert threw for uh, three eighty-two and three touchdowns. Obviously, the big story: Austin Eckler four touchdowns uh, on the night. So that was a big one. Very lucky. I'm not playing him in fantasy this week. Um, so I think the really story of this game was uh, Chargers got out to a big lead. They have a, a penchant for for throwing games late, and they almost did it here. They were up uh, fourteen with 8.48 left in the game. And uh, three scores later, the Steelers were up 37-34 with three minutes left. But the Chargers came down and ended up scoring a touchdown to win on a 53-yard Mike Williams reception. So that obviously was a big win for the Chargers. That keeps them kind of staying roughly with the Chiefs in that division. Uh, and I don't know, I think that uh, it should be an interesting end of the season in the AFC West, seeing who wins that division, who gets the automatic spot there, and who has to kind of fight it out for the wild card. I totally agree with you. Uh, I didn't watch the game last night, but I watched the highlights this morning, and it definitely seemed like an exciting fourth quarter there. But glad you mentioned the Chiefs-Cowboys game, because that was an interesting one to me. Uh, we have there two of the potentially best quarterbacks in the NFL, when you think of the best quarterbacks in the league, Patrick Mahomes, Dak Prescott definitely come to mind, along with probably Josh Allen, too, uh, and Russell Wilson. But 19-9, to the two best quarterbacks, or two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, combining for zero passing touchdowns and three interceptions, and passing for both under 300 yards. Uh, and it was, it was a confusing one, because we have two of the best quarterbacks in the league there. A lot of people were expecting a shootout with tons of yards, tons of uh, th- passing touchdowns, but instead we get zero passing touchdowns and three interceptions in a 19-9 to game. Uh, I don't know. I, think, I don't think this game reflected very well for either teams. Uh, the Cowboys, most people were saying were contenders, uh, but they put up nine points in Arrowhead, which... The Chiefs really don't have a good defense. It's not really like the Chiefs have a good defense. The Cowboys should have been able to put up at least 20, 30 points on them. Uh, but instead, Dak went 28 for 43 for 216 yards and two interceptions. They couldn't get the running game going, only 82 combined rushing yards between Elliott and Pollard. So it was an odd game for the Cowboys because we think of them as such an explosive offense. Uh, but there was just nothing there. And I don't know whether it was being an arrowhead. I don't know if it was too cold, but... 
it was a disappointing game to watch, and obviously the Chiefs won, but Patrick Mahomes had another not great game, which seems to be the trend recently. Uh, the past weeks, he's definitely been struggling. So that was an interesting game. Uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if those teams are Super Bowl contenders yet. Most people think they are, but after watching that game, I wasn't too impressed by either of them. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, you know, given how bad the Chiefs' defense has been so far this year, I did expect. A shootout with a, a lot of points, maybe like a 35-28 game, as opposed to what we actually ended up getting. Uh, I will say that, you know, I'll say Mari Cooper um, tested positive for COVID, and he's unvaccinated, so he'll be out the next this game and the next game, uh, which obviously is a big blow to their offense. CeeDee Lamb got concussed in this game, so he might be out next week as well, depending on how he recovers from that. So Michael Gallup now becomes their first receiver. He's obviously very talented, but losing your two top receivers like that never is easy for an offense. So that's something I think it's important to note. Although I don't think that it really affected this game. Um, it seemed that they really couldn't get their offense moving at all. But I, I do think the Cowboys are still obviously a very good team. I think they are going to win that NFC East division uh, fairly easily. They, Despite the loss, they still have a three-game lead, two-and-a-half-game lead um, on the Eagles and they have had their bye week. So that obviously is kind of changes up a little bit. But a lot of time left. Obviously, 18-week 18, 18 season this year, so the one extra week um, means that there's more time for various things to happen. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how this ends up playing out, especially in the NFC where there are a few teams kind of vying for that one seed. Um, that is, you know, obviously also given the, the only the one bye um, becomes much more important to play well every week and unfortunately for the, the Cowboys they just didn't really come to play this week yes I agree and let's move on to what I thought was the most interesting game most interesting situation of the week the Titans managed to lose 22 to 13 to the Houston Texans and this is less about just that game it's more about the Titans general trend throughout the season so let me read you this the Titans have beat the Los Angeles Rams the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and the Seattle Seahawks. Those four teams are considered one of some of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, so the Titans have proved to be a very good team. But then they have lost to the Houston Texans and the New York Jets. So it doesn't really make sense to me. Uh, they keep beating really good teams and losing to really bad teams. And I don't understand what's going on. Uh, and... Do you blame this loss on the loss of Derrick Henry? Do you think the Titans are now no longer contenders because Derrick Henry is on injured reserve? Yeah, I do. I think that's the primary reason. Um, I think that this is, this is... Obviously, I didn't expect this loss to happen, but I, I did kind of think that they were due for a loss, just given how well they've been playing and given the fact that they'd lost Derrick Henry, who was probably the best running back in the NFL, leading the league in rushing. It seemed like they were due to kind of come back down to earth a little bit. And I will say, preview of the Friday podcast, I'm going to be hammering the Patriots' money line on Sunday. That's important to keep in mind. Um, but, you know, when, when you have Adrian Peterson as your primary running back, his best season was eight years ago. So, obviously, that is not a great situation. Tannehill threw four interceptions. Um that probably is an anomaly. He's been playing very well since he got to Tennessee, but still, you, you hate to see that from a quarterback. Um, and I think, honestly, the kind of the story of this one is just the Texans. Yeah, My bad. I just dropped something. 
My okay. bad. Um, I think the story of this one is just, you know, the Texans, despite having very little talent on their team, they're playing pretty hard. Obviously, they're all professionals. They all are getting paid to play this game. They all want to win. Tyrod Taylor's Tyrod Taylor is finally back, so that makes a difference. Yeah, except he, he was 14 or 24 for 107 yards. Well, so, he didn't run for He ran for two touchdowns. Give him some credit. I, I know. I'm just saying, like, it's not like they really, like, like they're, they're still a terrible team. They're still about to finish the second worst record in the league. But they're not a team that you can kind of completely ignore. There's no, there's, the NFL, they're all professionals. They're all really good. Like, you can't ever look past any individual game. But, I mean, the Titans, the thing is, Derrick Henry, they said he has a chance to come back for the playoffs, like week 18 playoffs. So the Titans need to make it to the playoffs without Derrick Henry to get Derrick Henry back for the playoffs. Do you think it's possible? Did they say that? I don't think it's, I don't think it's accurate. I think he is done for the year. You think he's done, done for the whole year? I think he's done, done. I, I, last, I'm pretty sure he's he's out. So I mean, last yeah, like I think that they're so talented team, um, but I just think that without him, I think they do not have what it takes to match up against. Three the best days teams. ago, three days ago, Titans optimistic Derrick Henry can return in January. Okay, okay. so you just got facts checked. Okay. Oh, okay, that's aggressive. I'm gonna cut that segment. Um, Let's, let's run it back. So the Titans, uh, they're optimistic Henry can return in January. So the question is, can they make it to the playoffs without him? Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Uh, they have Donta Foreman and Adrian Peterson running the ball. They're, they don't seem very effective. But we'll see. I mean, they have some... They're playing the Jaguars. They're playing the Dolphins. They're playing the Texans again. That's like three wins. They lose three. They win three. They probably still make the playoffs. So I think they'll make it, and I think Derrick Henry comes back for a playoff run, and I think they actually are a dangerous team in the playoffs with Derrick Henry. So let's just move it on. We have some quick hitters here. Uh, Colts 41, Bills 15. Very strange game. Jonathan Taylor scores five touchdowns in this one, so pretty crazy. Carson Wentz only throws for 106 yards, but it doesn't matter. They, they blow out the Bills. Josh Allen, two interceptions. Um, Bills are a weird team. I think that... Uh, the Patriots now obviously in first place in that division. The Patriots, the Patriots and Bills play twice in December, so I think those two games will kind of determine who wins the division. Um, yeah, any, any thoughts, Sammy? Anything, anything hit there? I might start a segment called Horrible Quarterbacks because there was a lot of horrible quarterback play this week. Uh, this Detroit guy, he threw, he completed 15 passes. He's obviously Jared Goff is out. His name's Boyle. He's the backup. He Tim completed Boyle, 15, yeah. Tim Boyle, 15 passes for 77 yards and two interceptions. How do you complete 15 passes for 77 yards? That's like five yards of completion. A completion. That was very odd to me. Yeah, and Baker Mayfield was 15 for 29 for two interceptions, 176 yards. So also he was not very good at all. Nick Chubb kind of saved that one. Justin Fields, four for 11, 79 yards. He got, well, he got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt? He got hurt. Hurt his ribs. Well, he completed four for 11 passes in the first. Yeah, but I think that over the course of the game, he perhaps would have improved. Fair enough. And also, Russell Wilson's not good right now. I don't know what's going on there. No, he's not. Because the Seahawks looked abysmal. Colt McCoy, the backup for the Arizona Cardinals, put up 300 yards and two touchdowns, while Russell Wilson completed 14 passes for 200 yards and zero touchdowns. So I don't know what's going on with the Seahawks, but it's not looking pretty for them right now. It is not. So we move to perhaps the uh, Bengals versus the Raiders. The Raiders dropped to 5-5. Five and five. Feels like their season's kind of falling apart. They've obviously had to deal with a lot with uh, the combination of John Gruden being fired, Henry Ruggs, you know, going to jail, getting cut. Been a really rough season for them. Um, seems like they start off strong and they tail off towards the end. So kind of another one of those years. 
All right, any games we missed? 49ers, Jaguars, 49ers, 30, Jaguars, 10. Not a shocking result, I don't think, for anyone. Yes, Sammy. I don't think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a good future in this league. I think it is too early to make a judgment on that, given that Urban Meyer probably will be fired after this year, and obviously his talent is still there. But, I mean, I think I think if you redraft this draft, I think Trevor Lawrence still goes first. I think Mac Jones probably goes second. He's incredible, incredible quarterback. I think Mac Jones. I think the Jaguars would have taken Mac Jones over Trevor Lawrence if they would have. No, I think I think Trevor Lawrence still goes number one. He has not looked good at all this year. Yeah, I think I think that he is so talented, and you saw it at Clemson. You saw it like when he was even, even in high school. He was number one recruit. I think that it's hard to really judge him off one year on this terrible, terrible Jacksonville team. I agree. Uh, how about we end it with the return of Cam Newton? Because that was interesting. I mean, they did lose 27-21, to 21, but he actually looked pretty good. He had 235 total yards, three touchdowns. So I was somewhat impressed, and I'm glad he's back. He's definitely better than Sam Darnold, in my opinion, for that team. Oh, yeah. So I think, do they have a chance? What are they, four and something? Five, five and six. I don't think they have a chance to make the playoffs, but I do think that Cam Newton coming in is a good story. I don't know, who knows if he kind of rediscovers his his old, like, 2016, 2017 form, then he could, you know, maybe help make a run to the playoffs. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is back. He led them in rushing and receiving for the second consecutive week. So that's a, that's a big one for them. Uh, and who knows? Who knows? Long season, Sammy. Long season. Isn't it weird how fast the football season goes by? It's it like, is. It's already past week 11. It's so odd. I hate how quickly football season goes by. Yeah. Only seven weeks left. All right. I think that's enough of NFL recap. I think we've talked enough about that. So uh, tune in next Friday for our NFL preview and Chris's uh, betting preview as well on Friday, I believe. Yeah, gambling picks. I only give out winners, guys. Only winners. Uh, maybe add the gambling is legal. Yeah, and 1-800-GAMBLER if you have any gambling issues or anything like that. Thank you for that. You're welcome. All right, moving on from NFL to our next segment. Uh, quick break first. Welcome back to the debut of Sammy's new segment that he has not told me about and I'm a little bit nervous for. Go ahead, Sammy. All right, so this segment is called Real News. And just to be clear here, uh, we needed a final segment to wrap this up and Chris was unwilling to do his segments. Uh, So he put me on the spot here. And it's true. And I've come up with uh, a new segment called Real News. So best of the internet, we love that segment, but let's be honest, it's not really the most important news ever. So now we have a new segment called actual news that happened that matters uh so let's get going chris i would like your reaction as we go along here just to know if i'm wasting my time or not all right so the first new segment is about the zodiac killer uh as you may know the zodiac killer was a notorious murder in the 1960s uh and finally it's been more than 50 years but finally they think they found who the actual Zodiac Killer was. Uh, so the title of the article is Cold Case Experts Believe Goldmine of New Zodiac Killer Evidence Links Painter Who Died in 2018 to the Unsolved 1960s Murders. All right, so it does sound pretty interesting, correct? Yeah, I, I think I heard about this. It was several weeks ago, so it's pretty old news, but go for it. Yes, but it is not old news because this is a new update, and... Uh, about a month ago, I agree, they found the identity of the Zodiac Killer, but they had no real evidence to guarantee that that was him. His name was, uh, his last name was Post, uh, Gary Francis Post, and a month ago, people 
thought they found him and they said he was a Zodiac killer, but they didn't have enough evidence to confirm. But they just found what is called a gold mine of new evidence. Uh, and they looked into this man's past and they found that after he murdered all, after he so believed to murdered all these people, he actually sold all his weapons, all his bullets and all his like armed possessions to people to get rid of the evidence. So he sold all his guns, he sold all his knives, he sold all his bullets, and he gave it all away so that he would have no uh, evidence on him. So people found all the bullets that he gave away, they found all the guns he gave away, they found all the knives he gave away, and now they think they can confirm that he was in fact a Zodiac killer because he tried to cover his tracks by giving away all the evidence. Uh, so that's the new update that came out, and it was on Daily Mail yesterday. Uh, so now we can confirm that Gary Francis... Reliable source. Yes, very reliable. So now we can confirm that Gary Francis' post was, in fact, the Zodiac Killer. Uh, does it really matter? I guess a little bit. I mean, he's already died. He died in 2018, so does it matter that much? No. But it's nice to know who the person was in these unsolved murder mystery things because it can give some people closure. So that was another story that broke about the Zodiac Killer. All right, and I had a second uh, news segment to read, but apparently uh, we're not going to talk about important, disturbing news on this podcast. I just think that tonally, tonally, this podcast needs to move in a, a more light direction so our listeners can have a, a good, fun experience as opposed to what Sam was really talked about. Okay, it, I'm just like to say it wasn't anything that crazy. It was just a disturbing news segment that broke. Very, very popular news. But we are not going to talk about it because we're going to keep this podcast fun, interesting, and family-friendly. And family-friendly, because we know a lot of kids will be listening to our podcast. Yep. So, on that note, I'm going to end Sammy's Real News segment. I doubt this segment's ever going to come back, so I hope you enjoyed it while it lasted, because this will probably never be happening again. But, uh, on that note, I am done with Sammy's Real News segment. So, thank you for listening, everybody. Yeah, I would agree with Sammy. That's probably never going to make a return. But, you know... You gotta try it out, see if it works. And this is still this is still what? very much. <laughs> Chris is struggling with English today. Chris is struggling with English today. This is still very much a work in progress. So we'll we'll try stuff. We'll throw stuff at the wall, see what sticks. Uh, but for now, I think this can probably wrap up the first episode of the podcast. We're at a good runtime for all you people. So you can you know. Listen to this during maybe a workout, during, I don't know, whatever you're doing in your day, and then move on. So, with that, I think, time to wrap it up, right, Sammy? Uh, yes, let's wrap it up, but before we wrap it up, do you want to do a quick preview of Friday's podcast so people know what to expect coming up? Yeah, so certainly we'll be doing a weekend preview, uh, perhaps brief college, mostly NFL. I'll give out some, some gambling, some picks. And I think any picks and predictions that Chris gives out, you guys can safely bet the opposite of what he says. Well, all these picks will be public, and every week we'll kind of go over them. So you'll see. I only pick one. And we're going to see how he does. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll do maybe Best of the Internet again or a different segment. We'll figure it out. Like you said, very much work in progress. We're, we're, lear- we're figuring this out as we go along. And we will definitely not be doing Sammy's Real News definitely segment on not. Friday. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Uh, We will be back on Friday. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. I'd say overall this was a success. Uh, Excited to see where this project leads us. Uh, And I have nothing else to say. Any last words, Chris? I have no last words. See you all Friday. Have a nice week, everybody.